0: One of the things that you should definitely worry about with these toxins, but more immediately, if you're trying to conceive, especially if you have PCOS, you're more sensitive to these toxins, you definitely need to address those to really set yourself up for success in all avenues possible. Like Stop wasting your efforts, really take a holistic approach.
1: Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I cannot believe we are nearing the end of December. I hope you are getting into that holiday spirit. It is definitely my absolute favorite time of year and looking forward to taking some time off, being with friends and with family, having lots of downtime. And cooking up lots of delicious food. Also baking. I've been baking all kinds. If you follow me over on Instagram, definitely come check out some of the recipes that I posted there. Like the most amazing kitchen sink marshmallow cookie that I made. Hands down the best cookie I think I have ever baked in my lifetime. It is delicious. Lots of amazing recipes. So come check me out there on Instagram at holistic wellness, which is All right. Our episode today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Carly Henderson. She is a certified nutritionist, a premier health coach, and the founder of Charisma Nutrition. And she specializes in helping women with PCOS boost their fertility and get rid of their symptoms naturally. Carly shares her story today about her journey with infertility, her journey with PCOS, how going to her medical doctors was just getting her nowhere, and she was handed numerous pills and medications. And then she finally started to take her health into her own hands, and she shares her journey of finally becoming pregnant. She dives into PCOS and some really key strategies that you can implement. And not just with your PCOS journey, but with your fertility journey and lots of great info and strategies that you can implement overall, not just for PCOS and infertility, but for hormone health overall. So really excited for this episode. I actually got to know Carly because she is a student inside our Course Builders Academy program. And she is a mom of two busy boys. Okay. So if you are listening to this and you are like, I can't do my online business because I have kids. No, you do your online business because because you have kids. You do it for them. You do it for your future. You do it for what you so desire to create for your life. Carly's boys are age three and nine months old. Now, when she joined us in Course Builders Academy, her nine-month-old at that point was, I guess he was about four months. So No excuses. Like I am so inspired by her. She really inspires me. When I feel lazy and just don't want to do the thing, I literally think of Carly and I'm like, okay, she's got two kids. She is doing this and she's rocking it. And so Course Builders Academy is our four-month live group coaching program for those of you who are interested in actually creating an online course or program and you want to know how to market that and sell it and launch it in the online world. There is a lot of pieces that obviously go into that. Knowing how to do lead generation for your business, how to build your email list, how to write content, how to grow social media. We cover all of it inside of Course Builders Academy. So, if this is something that you are interested in, I just want to plant the seed here before we officially dive into this episode that the price for that program will be going up in the new year. So, if you're listening to this in real time, I highly suggest you come check out that program. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash CBA for Course Builders Academy. All the details are there for you. And of course, you can always reach out if you have any questions. We are kickstarting with some new students in the new year, and we would love to have you join us. So if you're feeling called, then definitely check out Course Builders. It's such an amazing community of women. You get to connect with women like Carly and other women who are Actually, we have some students in our program who aren't just in the health and wellness space, but they're in like the relationship space and spiritual space. And it's just really beautiful to be a coach and witness all of their growth and seeing what they're stepping into. So just wanted to plant that seed there. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode with Carly Henderson, all about PCOS and infertility. Enjoy. Hi, Carly. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sam, thanks for having me. So excited you're here. So excited to hear about your story and your journey. I know there's going to be so much value and information for our audience today. And before we dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
0: Definitely. So, my name is Carly Henderson. I'm a certified nutritionist, a premier health coach, and the founder of Charisma Nutrition. I specialize in helping women with PCOS get pregnant, lose weight and get rid of their symptoms naturally and without the overwhelm. So after, you know, struggling with my own weight and my hormones most of my life, I was able to lose over 68 pounds, regulate my cycles and get pregnant naturally twice even after being told IVF was my only option.
1: Wow. Okay, we got to dive into some details around that. Take us back. You said you were dealing with all sorts of hormone symptoms and issues. What did that look like for you?
0: I guess when things really started to impact my life was when I was about 26. We had just gotten married. We just bought this, you know, two-story house with four bedrooms. And, you know, the goal was to fill it up with babies right away. Hmm. We'd been together for seven years. We already had a dog. We had two cats. We had the stable jobs like. I don't think you're ever hundred percent ready for kids, but we were about as ready as we could be. So I came off hormonal birth control and nothing happened and months went on and nothing happened. And eventually, you know, I went to see my doctor an OB, another OB, nobody was really taking me seriously. Nobody even did any blood work or ultrasounds or anything to see what was going on you know, as time went on, I got really stressed out, depressed, my weight was climbing, I actually gained over 50 pounds, and had to take a leave of absence from work where I was working as a financial advisor. Eventually, I found a fertility specialist in the city about an hour away. And right away, she did tell me I have PCOS. So I mean, obviously, that sucked. (laughs) But I did feel validated, like I knew that there was something wrong. So finally, there was a name for this. So You know, like a lot of other women with PCOS, she gave me metformin and Provera to bring on a period. Um, At this point, you know, I hadn't even had a period for over four months. Um, She told me to lose some weight and come back if I don't get my cycle back in a few months. So, fast forward, none of that happened. My weight got worse. My chin hairs grew more. You know, several failed rounds of fertility treatments like Letrozole, which little did I know is actually a pill for breast cancer patients. And by the end of it, it was awful. Like she just told me, the only way we we're gonna have kids was through IVF. So she put me on the waiting list. Like we, it even got to a point where like we bought another dog because it was like I wanted the baby so bad. My husband didn't know mm-hmm. what else to do. So if you know me at all, you'll probably know that I don't really take no as an answer very well. <laughs> so I decided like enough is enough. Like you know, I'm stop. I didn't want to play this victim anymore. Like I wanted to take my health and my fertility into my own hands and get answers. So it really started out with me wanting to figure out how to lose weight the right way. And now that I know that I had PCOS, I started learning about insulin resistance and stress hormones and how much your food and toxins and, you know, your everyday lifestyle can impact your hormones and your period. So eventually, you know, I decided, okay, well, I'm just going to go back to the beginning. I went back to school for nutrition with extra courses on women's health and you know, interpreting lab results, genetic testing, reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts, right. watching all the documentaries, you know, taking all the courses. It was some trial and error, but looking at things from a new holistic perspective and figuring out what the root cause is, like it finally worked. Like I didn't have to take any more medication. I balanced my hormones and now I have my two sons naturally. So um, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all approach, but when you look and you go back to the beginning of what's driving all of this, right. that's when you can see the success.
1: Okay, well, quite the journey and quite the story. So, you were 26 when you were starting the when you were trying to conceive. Yeah, and then how many years? Like, what did that look like in terms of you actually balancing out your hormones and kind of? Yeah, so really that a- was.
0: Right when we got married, so end of March twenty eighteen, we went away to Mexico and got married. And then when we came back, that's when we we actually found out that we our offer was accepted on our house while we were in Mexico getting married. So that was crazy. (laughs) But basically right when we got back, we moved beginning of June and started trying, like basically right away. And it wasn't until July twenty twenty that my son was actually born. So quite a while. Like it took me, you know, going through all these rounds of fertility treatments. And finally, like, I just said, okay, enough is enough. Like, right. I mean, I, like, I'm glad I never had to go through IVF luckily, because even just the symptoms of taking those pills, like metformin and letrozole, just two of them, for example, like the side effects are awful.
1: So like, sure. I can't no. imagine
0: the IVF ones.
1: Right. And so you had mentioned that you were on the birth control pill. So, you know, I have a very similar story. I'm sure so many women do, right? Just being prescribed the pill for multiple reasons because you have cramps, just, you know, you're just, you're prescribed it for all these nonsense symptoms. Uh, Yeah. And so just kind of going back, like initially when you started the pill, like what was that for? Was it specific? Yeah, Yeah. Tell me about that.
0: I was 14. I had a boyfriend. Wow. And I lived with just me and my dad. And basically my aunt, who was like my mother figure at the time who I didn't live with, but you know, she was that kind of figure in my life said, you're going on the pill. And right. it, like, that, that was, it. was that. And <laughs> right. they didn't really go over anything with me. Right. Like right. at that time, I mean, I was so young, like it's honestly hard to remember if I had a regular cycle back then, I always knew like. I was a little bit hairier than my friends, if that makes sense. Not like chin hair or anything like that, but even just like the hair on my arms was darker than some of my friends. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like hugely overweight or anything in high school, but like I was never super thin. You know what I mean? Like I always wanted, I always, and it's probably diet culture in general, but I always did feel like, oh, I need to lose weight,
1: even from such a young age. Right, right. And so you, after actually just before conceiving i mean that must have been exciting finding out that you were pregnant yeah naturally yeah let's dive into that a little bit you know leading i'd love to hear more about leading up to that some of the things that you started to implement and change you mentioned, you know, learning about insulin resistance. So mm-hmm. what did that look like? You know, I'd actually love kind of this before and after in terms of yeah. what your kind of diet nutrition lifestyle looked like before. And then what were some of the things you started to implement and shift?
0: Yeah. So always kind of struggling with my weight. I mean, even, you know, you then you go off to university and then you gain a little bit more weight and then you're, you know, drinking and that whole lifestyle of eating out all the time. And, You know, so I would say that I was a little bit overweight, like, I mean, like, maybe 20 pounds overweight, even in university in like my early 20s. Right. And, you know, it was that student, young professional lifestyle, you know, living with my boyfriend, not really knowing how to cook very much. And then things started to just get progressively worse, like snacking at night and just like the cravings. And it it honestly... In the peak of it, after I came off the pill, which now I realize was masking a lot of my PCOS symptoms, and while I was going through my fertility journey, it even got to a point where I couldn't go from like my last break at work to dinner without eating. Like I would have to stop at a drive-through on my way home from work at the bank before I went home and made dinner. And like not every night because that's very expensive, and I know that it's bad for you, but like. I just felt out of control. Like it got to a point where, like, I was hiding garbage in my car because I didn't want my boyfriend to, like, see it because he knew. Like, he was tired of me whining about wanting to lose weight and, you know, wanting to get healthy and all of these things. And then, meanwhile, I'm stopping to grab a McDouble. Right? Like, it just right wasn't. It, I was just not the best version of myself. And like, you know, growing up, I was always the loud one, the one that was told to like be quiet in class, just like very bubbly and outgoing. And like, as the years went on and my weight climbed, and then I started getting chin hairs, I really found like my confidence was going down the hole. Like, and then in bringing the fertility stuff, it's like, I honestly just felt like my body was broken. Like, why isn't it just doing what I want it to do? You know, and as I did start changing these things as I started learning about insulin resistance and inflammation were the two key things that I started working on. Um, I added in the adrenals later, but really insulin resistance and inflammation were the two things that I really dove head first on. That's when I really started noticing the changes. But I did have, like I've had a molar pregnancy, which I didn't even know what that was. I have had an ectopic pregnancy that actually ruptured and almost killed me. I had um, several chemical pregnancies and miscarriages along with those. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's
1: been a journey for sure. You know, my love for functional mushrooms. And during these last few years, a mushroom that I have been taking regularly is reishi mushroom. And there have been some amazing studies showing how reishi can have positive effects on fertility, not just for women, but for men. There's been studies that have shown that reishi has increased levels of serum testosterone and improved testicular function and structure. And in females, there's been some interesting research showing how reishi can prevent the conversion of testosterone into DHT. Now, what that is, DHT is a more potent form of testosterone that can actually lead to masculinization in females. We often see this in women with PCOS and they start to have issues with irregular periods, lack of ovulation, and poor egg quality. So reishi mushroom is where it's at when it comes to supporting fertility and hormone health. I love the chill now from Aversio Wellness. I personally take two capsules every evening, and it is not just amazing for fertility, but so great for sleep and anxiety and adrenal support. You can head on over to aversiowellness.com, use the coupon code wellnesswitch, and save 15% off at checkout. And so let's chat about what were some of the positive changes you started to implement into your mm-hmm. diet and lifestyle, you know, probably cutting out some of the fast food things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, what did what did that start to look like for you? So
0: originally when my fertility doctor and even before this, like I've had always tried to lose weight and I did everything. I did weight watchers, I joined a gym, I did you know counting calories. I got a, I still use my Fitbit, but I was using my Fitbit in a very different way from what I use it now. Like very meticulously counting things. It got to a point where like I even created this epic Excel spreadsheet knowing like how many calories per gram of each macro and like my particular recipes because I didn't even trust that my fitness pal was accurate enough. Like I was obsessed. It was crazy like counting all these calories and yes, those would work at first, you know, maybe I'd lose 10 pounds and I'd feel really good, but then I'd gain 12 or 15 within a couple months. Right. I didn't realize what I was actually doing to my metabolism. So by changing the things that I eat again, you know, switching to whole foods, stopping the snacking, really looking at what and when I eat and trying to eat things like not necessarily a keto diet, but eat things that don't spike your insulin, which also happen to usually also be anti-inflammatory in nature. That's when I started noticing the changes and I
1: got my period back. So that was amazing. I couldn't believe it. Amazing. Right. Nourishment. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yes. Nourishment. And what's wild is I bet your doctor didn't really have this conversation with you around once. nutrition.
0: Like yeah. I actually was sent to several dietitians and unfortunately, I don't know if this is a true for all dietitians in Canada, but the ones that my family doctor referred me to, which were two or three different ones, they are bound to the Canada food guide regulations. Right. Like they, they're allowed to have opinions, whatever, on their personal life. But if they are teaching, they're in a regulated space. And they literally sat down with like the Canada food guide with me, which is like, what is it like seven servings of grains per day or something and so much dairy? And it was just like that is not good for PCOS.
1: Right. So what have you really come to learn about PCOS and you know the strategies that women can really start to implement that's really gonna start moving the needle for them?
0: So number one, you can never out exercise a bad diet. I am all about 80 20, like you're never gonna be a hundred percent consistent. You're never going to be able to stick to something 100%. And that's okay, right? You need to live your life too. But I try to remember that we are eating to live, not living to eat. It's a lifestyle, not a life sentence. And it's all about balance, right? So when I try to eat something, I try to focus on, is this going, am I going to regret this later, right? Is this helping me or is this nurturing me? Is this going to support my PCOS or is it not? And I try to look at food in a way that what is the effect going to be on my insulin, my blood sugar, and how is this going to make me feel later? So really, it just comes down to like some very simple strategies, like try to stick to three meals a day, have, you know, complex carbs or low GI carbs as a quarter of your plate, half of your plate, those non-starchy veggies, have some good quality protein in there. I'm very liberal with my healthy fats when I'm cooking, like avocado oil, butter, olive oil. I'm very liberal with those. And that's where the flavor comes from too, right? So sure. I mean, yes, they're higher in calories, but that's what also makes you feel full and support your hormones. So, but then I also try to keep it really simple, right? Like lunch, most of the time, is just leftovers. I have like three Thank or four you. breakfasts that I rotate through like different smoothie recipes or there's little egg muffins I eat a lot or you know, chia seed pudding with some plant-based protein mixed in there. Like very basic. You don't have to be a chef. To eat healthy, nutritious meals and you know, I have two kids now, and I don't have time to do all kinds of crazy meal prep and you know, go to all the different farmers markets. Like I just don't. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely do it in a more
1: simplistic way and still get the results that you're looking for. Awesome. And so would you say you have perhaps a unique and different way of looking at PCOS than most? especially medical industry for sure. Definitely, (laughs) That's 100%. But yeah, like what's kind of your unique approach and what you really do to support women through this process?
0: Yeah, for sure. So the first thing I like people to realize is kind of the mindset shift where if you looked at a tree and the tree was, you know, kind of falling apart, the leaves are falling off. It's, you know, it's clearly sick. It's not working. Are you going to climb to the top of that tree and try to tape the leaves back on, maybe paint them green? No, obviously not. You're going to look at the soil, you're going to look at the roots, the environment like, what is wrong with this tree? What's causing it to be sick, right? And that's how I look at PCOS. So, you know, everybody's version of PCOS is a little bit different. No, we didn't cause this PCOS ourselves. But unfortunately, our genetics combined with our environment and our culture and our, you know, we're both in Canada, but we very much follow the standard American diet as a culture here in Canada as well. And all of these things combined, unfortunately, you know, kind of bring the PCOS out in us. So, you know, a couple hundred years ago, it was actually an advantage, right? It was a good thing if you didn't lose weight very easily, because that meant we could survive longer. And reproduction is second only to survival, right? Our body wants to reproduce. So looking at your body in a holistic way, I take my clients through something called the charisma compass, where we look at all of your symptoms and your lifestyle. And I have a particular algorithm that actually spits out this lovely little pie chart. So we can look at exactly what we need to focus on. You don't need to do all the things. I really try to find, you know, what is the bare minimum that you need to do to get the results, because we don't want to have that overwhelm, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, we follow my four-step PCOS fertility formula. So finding the root cause, address what goes in and on your body. So that's where, you know, food and toxins come in. Then we look at your lifestyle. So your sleep, your stress, supplements, all these different things. And then number four, we look at recognizing and optimizing ovulation. So that's because those ovulation predictor kits and the apps, unfortunately, 99% of the time don't work with PCOS. So really taking that whole big picture of your life and the fertility formula and mashing that all together, we come up with a, a plan that's
1: specialized to you to reach your goals. Awesome. I love that. So you mentioned toxins. Can we talk about that a little bit? Because- I'm sure for a lot of women who are either dealing with infertility or PCOS or just hormone balances in general, don't realize how toxins can play such a massive role. So let's chat about that a little bit. And yeah, you know, what do you mean sure. by toxins? What kind of toxins are you looking at and talking about?
0: Yeah. So this is another thing where you can really go down the rabbit hole, but we totally. just take baby <laughs> steps. So Start with things that you are exposed to daily. So say, for example, your shampoo, your conditioner, your toothpaste, what you clean your house with, your laundry soap, those sorts of things are kind of like what you start with at first. A lot of times people look at these things and they hear, oh, everything causes cancer and then they've kind of been desensitized to that. But what you don't realize is that these things are actually directly impacting your hormones. So for example, the reason that your face cream is so smooth and velvety it's because it's loaded with something called phthalates. Phthalates actually directly impact your cell making your insulin resistance worse. So even though maybe you're changing your diet, you started some resistance training, you know you're working on your stress, you're making all of these changes but you're you know using that Olay skin cream. Right. It's working against you. Like yeah. I'm sorry but we really need to look at the things that go on your body because your skin absorbs them. And they have a huge impact on your hormones. So even receipts, for example, when you go to the store, I try very hard not to touch a receipt because it's coated in BPA, which we know impacts estrogen, which has a huge impact on PCOS and your egg quality. So yes, cancer is, you know, one of the things that you should definitely worry about with these toxins, but more immediately, if you're trying to conceive, especially if you have PCOS, you're more sensitive to these toxins. We definitely need to address those. So that's something that I don't see a lot of, you know, PCOS coaches or specialists or anybody really talking too much about. And I just want to shout to the rooftops that like, we need to nurture your liver. We need to really set yourself up for success in all avenues possible. Like stop wasting your efforts and really take a holistic approach.
1: For sure. And so you've mentioned things like egg quality ovulation. Let's chat about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, women who have PCOS, some actually are ovulating or having an ovulatory mm-hmm. cycles, like it it can kind of be all over the place. So, let's just chat a little bit about strategies for improving ovulation or just not even necessarily improving, but actually getting women to ovulate again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, that is luckily one of the very first things that tends to come back when you start making these changes. Like I said, reproduction is one of our very first human instincts is to try to reproduce. And that's actually why women with PCOS have these quote unquote cysts on their ovaries. That's your body trying and trying and trying to ovulate, but the egg quality and your hormone balance isn't there. So as soon as you start addressing the root causes of insulin resistance number one and inflammation, I think they're kind of a close one and two. That's when your hormones actually start to balance. And your body can actually, you know, get that luteinizing hormone shooting up at the right time to have that egg actually ovulating come out. So it's not just the luteinizing hormone that's shooting up that we need to worry about. It actually takes your egg, you know, up to a year to actually start to form. And what you do a year from now is actually potentially impacting your ovulation down the line. Usually I say, you know, three, four months is enough time to start working on your egg quality, but it can be up to a year that it takes to actually see an impact on those eggs because your body doesn't want to set itself up for failure, right? Why is it going to put all its eggs in one basket, so to say, Mm -hmm. or put all of this time and effort and energy and nutrients into ovulation when it knows that the quality of that egg is not likely to survive, right? Yeah. So when you start bringing your insulin levels down, your testosterone and your other androgens come down, your inflammation comes down and all of this impacts that follicle so that when it does finally make its journey down the fallopian tube, it is more likely to stick, right? It sheds that corpus luteum, which we know releases the progesterone, which allows it to stay, right? We need that, you know, 11 day or so period. Or to actually have time to implant in your uterus before you get that period so that you don't have that chemical miscarriage, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You actually brought up a really good point there about how it can take up to a year. And I think this is so important to address because a typical sort of story that I have seen from clients and just women over the years is Being on the birth control pill for X amount of years and then coming off and then next, you know, the next month trying to conceive. Oh my god! You know, and yeah, it's not that that's anybody's fault. Like most women are just not taught number one about the effects of the birth control pill. They're not taught about their cycles. They're not taught about their hormones, and or toxins, and this all plays a role in our chances of conceiving. And so then we wonder why, you know, we're off the pill. I've been off the pill for a month or two months and why isn't this working for me? So there's like that picture that I often see. And then there's also just the picture of women not giving themselves enough time and knowing that what you do now is going to impact your chances of fertility A year from now, two years from now, three years from now. And I know that so many women who are probably like, if you're listening to this and maybe you're in your 20s and you're like, I don't want to have kids for like another 10 or 15 years, like that's just not on my radar right now. I can understand how you might be like, that's not something I need to worry about right now, but it absolutely is.
0: It is. And ovulation isn't just important for fertility, too. Like, it's important for general women's health. But no, like for me, for example, I know like I came off the pill and started trying right away. Right. And then I went on all these other different fertility medications. I was on metformin and I was not prescribed B12. We know that it actually causes B12 deficiency, right? Mm -hmm. Like birth control actually makes insulin resistance 30 to 40% worse. Like I had no idea about any of these things. And now I look back and it's like, no wonder I had a molar pregnancy. No wonder I had an
1: ectopic pregnancy. Like it literally almost killed me. Like, Let's talk about, sorry to interrupt you there, a molar pregnancy, because I don't know if many women are familiar with that.
0: Yeah, I had no idea what that was. So, you know, I was trying to get pregnant. My pregnancy test came back positive. I had all the symptoms, sore boobs, all this stuff. And like, everything seemed totally fine. I went and got the blood work done where they check your HCG and make sure it's doubling within the right amount of time. Right, Everything looked perfect. I go in literally to my, I think I was like seven weeks or something, the ultrasound where you go to see the baby's heartbeat. And literally there was no baby there. And it was like, what do you mean there's no baby there? Like, what are you talking about? Like my numbers are like super high. Like clearly they're like, clearly I'm pregnant. Like, have you, you want to touch my boob because I'm pregnant, Right. right? Right? Like, and no. So basically what happens is it could be either the egg or the sperm quality or both, but when they're not optimal, basically what happened was instead of forming a baby, it actually formed a tumor. And so that's where those pregnancy hormones were coming from is like the placenta was starting to grow, but there was no baby there. And basically I ended up having to go and have a surgery to have that removed. Wow. And I was followed extremely closely for you know another six months. To make sure that it goes away because that tumor can actually grow back and cause life-threatening cancer so having your egg quality at its optimal level is extremely extremely important so not just for the health of your baby obviously everybody wants to have a healthy baby but you need to focus on your health as well and that's the best thing you can do for your children
1: absolutely you are the house that your baby is living inside so it's so important that we take care of that terrain. For any of my ladies that are listening today that is dealing with PCOS, I get lots of questions of how to support the menstrual cycle, how to eat for PCOS, what to supplement with PCOS. So I really wanted to highlight a great product from Canprev. It's called PCOS Pro Ultra Relief. This is a product that's really going to help relieve those symptoms of PCOS support normal menstruation, help with healthy glucose metabolism, and even promote healthy ovulation. I love that it has 600 milligrams of D-chiroinositol, which is amazing for supporting glucose management, as well as all of those PCOS symptoms that often show up, the very unwanted symptoms like facial hair and acne and unpredictable cycles and sometimes fluctuating weight and inflammation, So I definitely recommend this product. You can search online at canprevwomen.ca and check out PCOS Pro Alter Relief. You can also search it online. Some really great stores that you can order from virtually are nature source, and they do ship to Canada as well as the US. So just to go back, when you initially had that molar pregnancy, was that when you had first conceived naturally, was was that when that happened? Yeah. So I
0: had already like started making changes, but again, I was in that rush. Like I just wanted to get pregnant. Yeah. Right. And now I realize, and this is what I tell all my clients, that the goal should not be to just get pregnant. And a lot of times taking those fertility drugs is kind of like a shortcut to just get pregnant where the goal should be to have, you know, a full term, healthy pregnancy, healthy baby, And a healthy you on the other side of it, because, you know, as a mom of two now, you need to be healthy to take care of these kids, like not just in the newborn phase, but I'm talking, you know, chasing around a three and a half year old while my nine month old is crawling and climbing and pulling himself up on everything like it is exhausting. Like you need to be healthy at the end of it. And pregnancy takes a lot out of you. Like we need to really set your whole self up for success, not just get pregnant, because Again, you're more likely to get gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, have a miscarriage, like, you know, develop thyroid disease at the end of it. Like, ha- getting Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism after pregnancy Very is common. super common if you don't yep. set yourself up in the proper way and take care of yourself enough.
1: Absolutely. It's so true. You bring up some really good points there. And so you had that molar pregnancy, and then after that was when you had an ectopic pregnancy. Yep. And then after that, then I finally had my son. (laughs) What's so amazing is that you were able to conceive and it happened for you multiple times, even though of course the end result, those first few times didn't work out, but that's such a a beautiful sign that your body. Yeah. Like I didn't give up. Like I was almost ready
0: to give up. Like I had almost accepted like, okay, maybe we just won't have kids. Like maybe we'll just travel a lot or something like you know what I mean? And now, right. now I have two and I'm done. I'm not trying for a girl. <laughs> You're awesome. But uh no, we just got back from Punta Cana with them and I'll say it was an amazing trip, but it was not a vacation. For sure. <laughs> I bet you were probably really, really oh busy. Oh they're, they're busy. But it was amazing. Like being a mom has been the best thing and the hardest thing that has ever, ever happened to me. Like seeing my son see the ocean for the first time and mm. run in the waves. And it was just incredible. Like it was sure. incredible. Like core memory.
1: That's beautiful. And so you had your first son in 2020. Yeah. COVID time, 20 yeah. July 2020. Oh man. So wait, what was that experience? It like? was wild.
0: Everybody met him through like my patio glass with the max ah. and like, I didn't have anybody come up to the hospital. Which I actually, for my second son, I didn't either. I was like, I don't want anybody here. But- um, <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> yeah, just give, give me my know. space. Like, hard enough. Yeah, totally. know, My first son, he was breached. So he was a C-section. So I stayed in the hospital for three nights with him. But no, like he's good now. Like he's all healthy and happy and smart as a whip. That's awesome. And, yeah.
1: That's great. And then It was different having no help at all. Absolutely, I could, I, I can only imagine what what that was like for you,
0: like living yeah. in fear all all the time. But
1: mm-hmm. because of COVID, you mean? Yeah, like it yeah. was really scary. Like we didn't
0: get to do any like the mom groups, or even like I don't think he even went to a grocery store till he was over a year old.
1: Right, right. I'd love to know what is something that really drives you crazy in this, or like really irks you and gets under your skin in this in the field of fertility and hormones and PCOS?
0: What really drives me nuts is when women go to their doctor, they're obviously not there because they're happy. Like they're going through probably one of the most difficult times in their life. And instead of, you know, nothing against the doctor, they're only using, you know, the toolkit that they were given, which is their prescription pad. But I don't feel like women are really allowed or given the opportunity to make a really fully informed decision when it comes to their health and their fertility. They're just kind of handed a prescription and, you know, that doctor's in that position of authority and they just, you know, women tend to wholeheartedly trust their doctor, which they should, but it's just a really messed up system when the doctor says, you know, just lose some weight or here, take this pill, but sure. women aren't actually given the information on what, you know, their first line of action, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not anti medication. Like I said, I had my kids in a hospital, I'm not like, you know, anti healthcare, but I really feel like taking a natural approach first, because all of these things that you're experiencing, like the irregular cycles, the hirsutism, the weight gain, these are all symptoms of a bigger issue going on. And if you're ignoring that issue, you're really setting yourself up for failure, and you're not going to be your healthiest self, and your baby's not going to be the healthiest if you're even able to get one. Like Women who are already ovulating are given medications to, quote unquote, help them ovulate, and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, I feel like they should be an absolute last resort, not handed out like candy. You know what I mean? Like It really drives me nuts if these women are told, and they really feel... That if they have PCOS and they want to have a baby, this is what they have to do. When it's absolutely
1: false, yeah, absolutely. I I would totally agree with you on that one. And something I kind of want to call out, which I feel could be a bit triggering for some women, is like we have to take self responsibility. And this idea, you know, this is something I have seen over and over again. Women who rely on IVF, and if that's the route that you need to go, that's fine that's fine if that's the route but neglecting to implement all the other strategies to support their hormones and their health and nutrition all of the things there's mm-hmm. so many women who are like i'm going to go over here and do this and if it doesn't work out i'm going to come back and reach out to you for support that I mean, uh, baffles me
0: yeah and it's like anything that you would be doing like working with a holistic nutritionist or health coach is actually going to complement the IVF if you're way really more likely to be successful with IVF. So at the bare minimum, fine. You want to do IVF and you're making an informed decision that way, fine. But you also need to be doing these things. Like if you don't just want to go the holistic route and you know get to the root cause of your symptoms, fine. You want to do the IVF, but you should at bare minimum, at least do both. Because right. that's only going to increase your chances of having success with those fertility drugs, be it letrozole, fumer, clomid. Totally. Metformin even, right? Like if you're not making these changes, you're really not setting yourself up for success. Like you're just not. I mean, maybe you're gonna be like that, you know, one to two percent of people who get lucky, but like you if you really want it, if you really want this, then you should try to set yourself up for success.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. The one to two percent, is that actually the success rate? I'd have to go back and
0: look at it, but I, it's very, very low. It's under, it's under 10% for sure. And it just depends if you're ovulating or not already. Like, right.
1: Yeah. That's wild. And so some of the strategies that women can implement to increase their chances of fertility, would those look very similar to what you shared with PCOS or are there some other insights that you might want to offer specifically around that?
0: Like specifically around fertility? Yeah, around increasing their um, chances. Most of the time, it's the same. Sometimes some of the supplements might be a little bit different, like some are safe for pregnancy or you know, trying to conceive versus not. Right. Um, but in general, when you target the root cause of your PCOS, that's all these things are going to boost your egg quality and your fertility at the same time. Right, right, and then it comes down to step four, where you recognize and optimize ovulation, and so you either have sex at that time or you don't. Right, so we use natural family planning, which is you know if you follow it properly, the symptothermal method. Right. It's like ninety nine percent accurate.
1: Awesome, yeah, I love that. You can use natural family planning to get pregnant or avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it could go either way.
0: Yeah, like the the tracking is the same, the training is the same. It just Do you have sex or not during
1: that time? Absolutely. Or use a barrier method or something. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So for our listeners who, uh, you know, I mentioned this in the intro that you and I connected because of you wanting to start your online business Mm -hmm. and you're a busy mom. So just switching gears to Mm -hmm. here you are with a (laughs) three-year-old and a nine-month-old and like going full force with your business. Number one, it is so inspiring and I just really want to acknowledge you for all the hard work you're doing and the commitment you have to really showing up because it's so amazing to watch and what's that what's that journey been like for you having two kids you're being you're oh so busy God. and here you are like forging ahead, building this online it's, business
0: It is not easy honestly like, I started this way back in 2021 after my first son was born, like after I, you know, experienced that success. And I started having people reach out just on Facebook asking me like, you know, most noticeably, how did you lose so much weight? Like I lost almost 70 pounds. Um, And a lot of people didn't know that I had struggled with fertility for so long. I mean, my close friends and family knew, but like other people didn't. So You know, I had already gotten my nutrition certification and I was like, you know what? Like I wasn't planning to start a business. I already had a job, but it was like, I think I can really make something of this. I think I can help a lot of people avoid all of this awful stuff that I went through. So without really knowing anything about marketing or you know having a niche or like really knowing exactly who I wanted to help, I started taking on all of these one-on-one clients and it was overwhelming and exhausting. And I didn't know anything about tech. I didn't know anything about like email marketing, even anything about like creating a protocol. Like I signed up for practice better and that was about as far as I got. And it was exhausting. Like I just kept finding like, over here I'm gonna help somebody with autoimmune and over here I'm gonna help somebody with menopause and like, oh, here's a PCOS person. They're my favorite because that's who I relate to. And then, you know, after going through everything and then being pregnant with my second son, I had actually a subchorionic hematoma which is basically like a blood clot in the layers of your uterine lining so I took okay. a little bit of a break from business to try to just focus on my pregnancy and all of that and that's when I started you know learning about like marketing and like actually having a business and not just like finding people on Facebook and it was like oh <laughs> what oh like you can do this like this is a thing like this is how people are doing this and that's when I started you know obviously listening to your podcast I was listening to other podcasts a lot of times like while walking my baby or my dog like listening to things yeah multitasking and I just found like okay this is where my heart is this is where my passion is and that's when I decided like okay I'm only going to help women with PCOS because this is what I'm passionate about and this is you know the most knowledge that I have this is who I really really want to help and that's when I joined Course Builder Academy because honestly, like working with women one-on-one is awesome and I love it, but there's only so much that I can do, especially sure. with having two kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's a lot. Like, oh, you know, you might meet with me for, you know, 30, 45, even sometimes 75 minutes, but on the other side of that, you know, there's an hour or two beforehand, there's an hour or two afterwards, right? Like everything right. is so like it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time. And like, yes. I really find myself like burning out a little bit. A lot of times, like I can only do those things after my kids go to bed. So it's like, how can I serve as many people as possible? How can I help as many people get pregnant or get rid of their symptoms, lose weight naturally, they would be overwhelm. And I just, I was always finding, like I repeat myself, like I teach the same thing over and over again. Like there are obviously sure. some personalization, but like you are teaching the same thing over and over again, especially when you're working with that one group of people. So right. when I found Course Builder Academy, it was like, oh my God, I was like, this is, this is how you do it. Like, okay. Awesome. You know, I figured, you know, I'm actually going to be releasing it very soon, but Sam and her team have helped me create my signature group coaching program. It's called Navigating PCOS and the Map to Motherhood. Um, so good. So it's such a great a, name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cause it is a maze. Like really, that's why we find the Charisma Compass. It's to help you navigate through the journey of PCOS, right? It's a little bit different for everybody, but where you start and where you end is typically the same for most women. But no, okay. working with you and your team to figure out like how do I deliver the material? What is email marketing? Like mm-hmm. how do I find these women? Like how do I attract the people who have the same values as me how do I do all of this and still be a mom, right? Like I couldn't have done it without you and Vanessa and, you know, our calls all the time. I know I tend to kind of like take over
1: those a little bit. um, It's awesome. We welcome the questions. That's why they're there. Yeah, the calls are there. I love it. Well, it's just been so beautiful to watch you grow and really own it and do it so imperfectly. And this is just such a true testament to, what we're capable of, mm-hmm. and sometimes we just really we undermine that, yeah, and, you know we we really undermine like what what we can really achieve and, and listen and I'm still learning, right,
0: like I don't sure. know anything about ads, I don't know, like there's a lot of things on the marketing side that I still don't know, but I have enough in place where like. You know, that really cool little thing where if somebody wants a free resource and they type in their email and it's delivered to them automatically, like, I don't know how much work goes into something like that. (laughs) Right. right? Yeah, it's true. And rather than having to spend thousands of dollars hiring somebody to do all of that, like having people who, want are going through the same thing as me that are in the group with me, and then they have questions that I hadn't even thought of yet. So that's really really helpful and they're very supportive. And then having you and your whole team there, like to answer those questions and even just like review things like, how does this look? Or, you know, how should I frame this? Or with my course, I know a big question that I had was like, where do I start with like my video, right? Like my first video course, like, you know, we decided, okay, I thought that this was going to be step one, but really we need a step zero. That was a huge thing. And it was like, I wouldn't have been able to do that if, I mean maybe through some trial and error eventually but it saved me so much time and energy to be able to talk through it with somebody who knows what I'm talking about and who's been there.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love coaching our students cuz it's true, I've been there and I get it and so I 100% know the journey. It's just like your map to motherhood, it's the same thing. Your your map to, you know, launching your online business. It is a process and there's so many things to know and learn. And just because you have two kids and you're busy mom at home, you can totally make this work and let Carly be a true testament to that. And I think you will inspire so many women today, not just from the fertility and hormone perspective, but really from stepping up and starting your business too.
0: Honestly, if I can do it, anybody can do it because I literally knew nothing. like I had no idea anything marketing at all. Like, like I said, as a financial advisor um, and I'm doing this actually while on maternity leave, like luckily my three-year-old's in daycare full-time, but I am home with my nine-month-old yep. like, and he is busy. So luckily like my husband is watching him right now. He works from home and his schedule is a little bit flexible. So that helps a bit, but most of the time I have him and you know, it's an hour here, an hour there, 15 minutes oh, here man. and just getting it done and yeah. Like I said, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And it's so fulfilling. Like I cannot wait to launch. I'm so pumped.
1: I'm pumped for you because I know the difference you're going to make in so many women's lives. So you mentioned your program will be launching in the new year. If you're listening yep. to this in real time, it's the end of 2023. Oh my God. And that's just crazy to say that. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And so your program will be available in the new year. Mm -hmm. And where can our audience learn more about it, find you, connect with you, all of the things for those who might want to take the next step?
0: Yeah, for sure. So you can find me. um, I have a few things here. I am mostly on Instagram. So it's just at Charisma, spelled K-A-R-I-S-M-A, at Charisma underscore nutrition. I have a free Facebook group if you want to come hang out with me there. And it's just called PCOS Fertility and Weight Loss. And if you do have PCOS and you are hoping for a 2024 baby, I actually have a free resource for you. It's my PCOS to Pregnancy Fertility Planner. Normally it's $49, but for Sam's listeners only, you actually can grab it free. Just DM me the word planner on Instagram and I'll send it over. It's over 40 pages long. It's going to help you with tracking your ovulation your symptoms, so many things. It's really popular. So you definitely want to get your hands on it.
1: Awesome. I love that. Well, we will have everything in our show notes. And thank you so much, Carly, for being with us today. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Sam, for having me. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And I can't wait to see you on our next coaching call.
1: Absolutely. You too. We'll connect soon. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to connect with Carly, you can find her over on Instagram at charisma underscore nutrition. And you can also connect with me at holistic wellness, witch. thank you so much for being with us. I hope you learned a lot. And if there's anything that you feel your friends and family can benefit from today's episode, we would love it if you can share this with them. Have a beautiful day. Chat with you all next week.